right, one more time, Merry Christmas. That's the spirit of grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, special welcome to you if you are a visitor here or if you're part of our alumni that might not have been around for a while, just here every once in a while. Um, if you're a visitor here, if you're, this is your first time here, you might not know that we actually invented a game show right from this very spot here. And it quickly became everybody's favorite. It's my favorite. It's going to be your favorite if it isn't already. We call it affectionately... Who it is? And then there's this awkward pause. This guy, by, anybody recognize him? This guy by the name of Jim Burke. Um, he created a series titled The Day the Universe Changed. And that's the guy that I stole the title from the message from. He's got a book here. Uh, you can get this on Amazon.com, I'm sure. Or maybe eight books. I'm not sure. I don't work for him, so I don't endorse him at all. But anyway, he has a series. Um, Nine-part series. I'm talking about the... Um, influences and discoveries that have altered the course of human history. He calls it the day the universe changed. Usually shared knowledge, significant breakthroughs. He covered um, basically nine significant events. Like he talks about Gutenberg and the printing press and how the world was never the same. The world changed the day that that printing press came out. Um, Talks about uh, Copernicus and his theory of, uh, that he was a theory back in the day about how the earth is in the center of the universe, how the sun is the center of the universe. That was pretty controversial in his time, as was a lot of Galileo's thoughts. And so he talks about a bunch of those things. Okay, so now, and he says, well, after those moments in history, again, things were never going to be the same. Now, we could look into those um, seemingly significant moments of history, and they absolutely were. But there was one day in the course of human history when everything changed. And we celebrate that moment two different times or two times during the year. Um, I'm thinking Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, those two times, just in case you're keeping score at home. We, co- we celebrate that two different times of the year. So, all right. Jesus, um, the day the universe changed, the evening, the night the universe changed, um, forever. Jesus calls it the day that he came down from heaven. So if there's any question, did Jesus come down from heaven? He said he did. Look at John 6, verse 38, the first part. It says, this is Jesus talking. For I have come down from heaven. So that should pretty much straighten it up. Came down from heaven that night in Bethlehem that we sing about, that we we praise and we talk about and we listen to songs about and listen to scripture about. That night in Bethlehem, there's no no crib, there's no bassinet, just a manger. You know, Mary and Joseph, poor Mary and Joseph trying to figure things out in the stable, right? Shepherds you heard about already is the first eyewitnesses of all people. Shepherds, the first eyewitnesses. The angels, you know the word angel actually means messenger. The angels bringing the message, proclaiming the birth of the Messiah. Little did any of them realize at that moment that the universe was going to be changed forever, that the universe had changed forever, had changed forever. And as uh, Jim Burke would say, the universe would never be the same again. Because um, think about this, whether or not people are uh, Christians, Muslims, Hindu, Buddhist, or atheists, uh, the entire world and our entire existence was forever changed that one night in Bethlehem. It's difficult to find an aspect of our world that wasn't influenced by that one moment in time that we're going to be talking about tonight. Think about it, even our calendar. Even our calendar is based on when Jesus was born. And you guys might see a TikTok someplace that says, well, it's not exactly the right day or not. Well, so what? You know what? It's still based on the time that Jesus was born, and that's what we talk about. Now, there's a couple of people that have written some significant ideas about this and said some significant things. I want to share one thing with you. There's a historian that, uh, from Yale University, Yorzlav Pelkin. I had to pronounce or I had to practice that. Yorzlav Pelkin. He says this. I'm just going to read it word for word. He says, regardless of what anyone may personally think or believe about him, 
Jesus of Nazareth has been the dominant figure in the history of Western culture for over 20 centuries. And he says this, if it were possible with some sort of super magnet to pull out of history every scrap of metal bearing at least a trace of Jesus' name, there wouldn't be very much left over. It turns out, um, like I said that night when they were witnessing that, when we were talking about Jesus, the angel coming down, um, it turns out that Jesus um, is like this comet going across the universe with this exceedingly large tail and covering everything. And again, shards have, in, have impact human history and human existence from the very beginning. Um, there's a lot of things that we don't even think about, the ways that Jesus changed the universe, the way that Jesus changed the world that we live in, things that we, have, that we do now that, that weren't done before from his day and beyond. Think about just a couple of them real quick here. Um, children. Think about children. Um, back in the day, it was very common to, um, if a child had a deformity or if they were the wrong sex that you were looking for, they would be neglected. They would be put out into the elements and given over to uh, the world. You can guess which sex would be left outside of there. But now things have changed. We have orphanages, and Jesus talked about them a lot. Jesus said things that were really out of the box, like let the little children come to me. It blew people's mind, blew even the disciples' mind. So children, the way we treat children and think about children changed. The way we think about women changed. The women back in Jesus' day, not respected at all, not even spoken to in, in Jesus' day. Um, but then think about the women that Jesus encountered, the woman at the well, right? Nobody was going to talk to that lady. She's catching water in the middle of the day. She is avoiding everybody in her, in her world, in her village. Nobody's talking to her. Um, the woman with a hemorrhage, no one's talking to her either. The woman that's caught in adultery and put in front of Jesus, no one's talking to her. But Jesus took time to talk to all of them, changed the course of human history like that. Other things that we talked about, the same writer that I referenced earlier talks about how Jesus changed the world with compassion. There wasn't a lot of compassion back in Jesus' day, but things changed because of who he is. Humility. People were not humble back in the day. In fact, we got to brag about who we are, but now we have humility in the world. Forgiveness. John Oprah said that the humanitarian reform came from Jesus and who he was. We see that in the gospel messages. Women, slaves, non-Jewish people flocked to hear Jesus speak. And everyone who came to hear Jesus speak was changed, literally changed forever. Jesus is still doing that today, still changing lives for the better. But there's, nothing, there's something that never changes, and that's Jesus himself. So if you tune in tomorrow morning, by the way, I expect to see you all here tomorrow and uh, the next couple of Sundays after that. It's nice to see such a large crowd in here. You guys look amazing. And you sing very amazing, too, so it's really nice to have you guys here. If you tune in tomorrow morning, though, you're going to hear about how God the Father, when we say God the Father, and God the Son are actually one in the same, have been from the very beginning, have always been. So what we say about the Father, we can say about the Son. What we say about the Son, we can say about the Father, and we can slip the Holy Spirit in there as well, talking about the Trinity here. So God never changes, Jesus never changes. i got a couple more scriptures to back that up. Malachi 3.6, the first part of it, this is God talking. He says, I am the Lord, and I do not change. I could cross-reference off the top of my head eight verses that say exactly the same thing. God is the same. God does not change. There are many things in our life that will change. Moments in our lives, um, people in our lives, you know, situations in our lives. It's going to change. Um, favorite rock band of all time? Classic rock band of all time? What's your favorite classic rock band of all time? Led Zeppelin. That is usually the answer we're looking for. No, today we're looking for the, the band Rush. Jenny Mercier, Rush, the poet Getty Lee said this about change. He said, changes aren't permanent, but change is. 
right? There's one thing that's constant in our life, and that's that things are going to change. I used to say that in the military to people all the time. Hey, if you're really happy about the way things are going right now, hang on for a little bit because it's going to change. If you're not happy with the way things are going, don't get too upset because things are going to change. That's just what it's going on right now. I gave a shout-out to our alumni sitting over here and talked about how maybe their lives have been changed. There's a couple more sitting over here. Their lives are changed. Go to college. Things are different. There's a lot of changes and a lot of different kinds of changes coming at them in their lives, experiencing many different kinds of things in their lives right now. But no matter what point we are in life, changes are constant. Changes are always going to be there. Maybe you've been blindsided with an illness that you didn't see coming, and all of a sudden there's a lot of changes going on. Maybe you're blindsided with a loss in your life, and all of a sudden you're blindsided. There's a lot of changes going on. But there's, again, one thing that does not change. By the way, um, I think it was Mark Twain that said the only person that likes change is a baby with a wet diaper. That's the only person that likes change, right? But for the rest of us, there's changes coming down the pipe all the time. But there is one constant. There's one thing that never changes, and that's Jesus. Jesus never changes who he is. And I understand, I realize that's not the easiest thing to understand, that Jesus never changes. Because the truth is, when, when some changes come our way, we're left wondering if Jesus is still in control. We're wondering if Jesus is still in charge. So I got a couple things I want to show you here. I like to do, like, keep things a little light here on Christmas Eve. Um, so I've got this box here. And so now, again... Again, it's not always easy for us to understand that Jesus is in charge all the time because there's times in our lives when changes come down the pipe where we feel that things are kind of empty, that our life is empty and that our lives are not fulfilled because of the changes that happen in our lives. We're blindsided by things and we don't like the way things are going. We wonder, is Jesus actually in charge of any of this? Because there's no getting around this fact, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler alert for anybody, life's tough sometimes. Can I get an amen to any of that? Life's not, not easy all the time. And having said that, there's some things that we can know that are, that are absolutely true. Because no matter what goes on in our life, no matter what goes on in our life, we know that Jesus is in control all the time. See what I did there? All the time, Jesus is in control. By the way, shut the little tickers off because these things are driving me crazy. Okay, so the, there's, there's times in our lives, there's times in our lives when we might think, you know, we're, fe- we're treated unfairly because of some of the decisions we've made, some of the choices we make, maybe for some of the beliefs that we have in our lives, we're treated unfairly and things aren't going our way. We still wonder, is Jesus in charge? Is Jesus in control? Because um, there are times in our lives where things are going along really great, but there's other times when changes happen that we're thinking, wow, I don't really agree with how that happened, or I don't like the way that's going, I don't like the way it's going. Remember I told the guys in the military, hang on, because it's going to change again. It's going to change for the better, maybe not. Maybe it's going to change the other way around. But we can't, we gotta, can't help but wonder, is he still in charge? Is Jesus still in control? Is Jesus still around for us? And the answer to that, resounding yet, the answer for that is yes. Because, you know, there are, again, there are times when we might have some problems in our families, for example. Right? We might have some difficulties with our, with our family. With, uh, maybe it's with a coworker, some other relationship. Maybe it's um, somebody at school giving you, like I said, a hard time because of the changes that are going on in our lives. We've got to sit and wonder, is Jesus in control all the time, every time? Well, okay, so here's what the point of this whole message is, what we're talking about today. Um, the day the universe changed, right, Jesus came for a specific purpose. 
He came to change the way we look at life. He came to change the way we look at everything. And so the question then becomes this. Have you made time for the creator of the universe that came to change you, the one that came to make a difference in your life, the the one that came to make a difference in the entire universe? Or are we still walking around like we're empty inside and we don't have anything to show for the power of the creator of the universe? Right? Jesus, like I said, has come for that purpose, to be with us, to be around us, to be among us. Now, the most important thing that we have to remember is that, that Jesus is in charge. Jesus is in control all the time. No matter what's happening in our lives, no matter the things that are going on in our lives. And we don't take time maybe at Christmas to think about things like that. Right? We want fluffy puppies and we want cotton balls and we want Frosty the Snowman, things like that. But we've got to remember who Jesus is and the reason that he came into the world. Right? We sing joy to the world. Right, That's what the angels said, you know, and peace on earth. Those are the things that we talk about during Advent. Those are the things that we talk about during Christmas is that Jesus is in charge. Jesus is in control all the time. Now, he talks about that too. He talks about how he is always the same throughout time. Jesus is in charge of the time that we're experiencing now, and he's in charge of the time that, is, that we have not experienced. It is yet to come. Hebrews 13, 8 says it like this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, again, my question is this. Have you allowed him into your life and and allowed him to change who you are? His purpose was to come to change the universe, specifically come, and I'm talking to each and every one of you individually, specifically come to change you individually, to bring you closer to him, to strengthen you in that relationship with him that that he made you for. Or again, are we walking around trying to are walking around in that empty state without anything going on in our heads, or are we going to actually make time for who he is, make time for what he wants to do in our lives? Because otherwise we walk around in these empty states and with our heads scratched and wondering why things are going on the way they are and who he is and how he's working in the universe. Here's the fact, and there's no getting around this. Jesus came down from heaven for no other reason but to change you to bring you closer to him, and to make you one of his own. That's the purpose that he came for. My question and my response to that is, we've got to make time for that. We've got to make time for that. You know, there's, there's messages going on all over tonight and tomorrow morning talking about how there is no room in the inn. Is there room in your heart for him, right? Do we leave him on the street corner? Do we leave him, kick him to the curb? Or do we open our hearts and let him in? Do we make time for who he is? The one who never changes, the one who never changes came to change the universe. The one who never changes came to change the universe. He specifically came to change you too. So this Christmas season, think about things a little bit differently. Maybe we've got to stand it on its head. Maybe we've got to look at it from some other um, secret passage or secret door. This Christmas season, take time. Take time to thank him for who he is and then take time to let him guide your path. Amen? You guys picking up what I'm putting down here? Want to play another quick round of who it is? Okay, all right. Let's stand with me, please.